Yes. Anybody who knows me knows I was cocky out of the womb. <laughs> His early break with Sip and Jay. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Weekday mornings from 6 to 8 on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. It is our first Double Barrel Wednesday of 2022. We're now joined after his proper introduction by Parker Gabriel. Double Barrel Wednesday. It's a Double Barrel Wednesday. Double Barrel Wednesday had some pop in. Very good job by Parker on Double Barrel Wednesday. Uh you guys know what day it is? It's Double Barrel Wednesday. And we are now joined by your colleague, Sip, the Journal Stars, Parker Gabriel. Parker, good morning. Thanks for joining us. I'm going to ask you a, a pretty bold question off the bat see what your, what your answer to this is. Is Jim Harbaugh coaching at Michigan next season or in the NFL somewhere? Yeah, that, that is a bold question. That, that uh, popped up. <laughs> Yesterday, Bruce Feldman, I think, yeah. uh, from the Athletic, mm-hmm. um, reported on it. I don't. I guess, given the way the college football coaching landscape has been over the last couple of months and all the major moves uh, that have been made, I wouldn't discount NFL entirely. But I guess, sitting here this morning, until we look know a little bit more, I mean, Bruce is unbelievable at his job of not to cast doubt, but in any way in what he says. But I guess I'll just. I guess I'd take Michigan right now. Um, but certainly, obviously, Jim Harbaugh has a history uh, with the NFL, and his stock looks a little different than it did a year or two years ago. So we'll see. It's going to be interesting. But I think I – don't, I don't know. I don't know Jim Harbaugh. I don't know a lot about the situation. But given the year they just had, um, you'd think it would take – um, you know, quite a bit to pull them away from there, too. Um, okay, now, Parker, Gabriel of the Lincoln Journal Star, I'm going to ask you a loaded question. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. If you're Jim Harbaugh and you have an opportunity to coach in the NFL, aren't you running toward the NFL right now? I mean, on a dead sprint to the NFL, given the way college football has sort of become in the last couple years? The way Just, it's become, you mean, you mean like kids don't love the game or what? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, Jay Foreman has has gone that route in on these airwaves. Yeah, of course, Herb Street. But uh, uh, seriously, if you have the chance, isn't that the more? Mm, isn't that a better option for you as a as a as a coach like Harbaugh? Well, I th- yeah. I mean, I think I think. I mean, coaching the NFL is the pinnacle of the sport, right? I right. mean, there's just there's no doubt about it. I mean, you could argue that, you know, if you're if you're Lincoln Riley or if you're Nick Saban or yeah. whatever, you, you can call your own shots pretty much in college football. I mean, you you know, there's obviously appeal to that and a lot of money in that. But yeah, I mean, I think if you have a chance to be an NFL head coach, that's a hard thing to say no to. Now, the, I mean, the question is, you remember a year ago. Mm-hmm. Jim Harbaugh accepted that restructured deal. It cut his guaranteed salary in half from $8 million to four. Obviously, he made a lot of incentives this year. He's actually really gracious with it, too. I mean, he said he was going to, he and his, his wife said they were going to give all of the bonus money he made uh, this year away, which is more than a million dollars, to other employees in Michigan's athletic department. Like, he's, from the outside at least, you look at it. And your first impression is, man, he's handled this in a really impressive way. Right. All of that doesn't necessarily mean 
I would imagine that his agents working pretty hard behind the scenes to say, okay, you just took a team, Michigan, the University of Michigan, the college football playoff. You have no business making $4 million a year. Mm-hmm. So the question is, like, is he actually trying to bail for the NFL or is he trying to ensure that he's making 7 or 8 or $9 million or yeah. whatever the going rate in college football is this year, next year, and you got to get there by any means necessary. Mm-hmm. So it's not like there's – you can't, you know, there's no USC job open now. There's no Oklahoma job open now. It's the NFL at this stage in the calendar. So it could be a leverage play um, or it could be genuine interest in going back. And obviously, um, if he wants back in the NFL and the NFL wants him, um, that, that would be a tough thing to say no to if he gets an opportunity. Joined by Parker Gabriel. Parker, we, it appears Chubba Purdy is he's going to be visiting next week to Nebraska. and It might be the, a place where he, he ends up here. But I'm curious, in general, Beyond that, what what's the latest update on the quarterback position for Nebraska as we are in the offseason looking forward to 2022? Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a ton of options in the portal right now. And, there, I mean, there's so many quarterbacks that are still available. And obviously, you know, the, the big domino fell earlier this week with, with Caleb Williams and from Oklahoma. And, you know, he's not coming to Nebraska probably. But the um, wherever he goes, you know, if that's if they have a young quarterback room, that could sort of, um, you know, somebody could leave there or some bodies could leave there, um, and so it's that's that's a big domino. I think that has not a freezing effect on the rest of the quarterback market, but a little bit of a chilling effect because I think pretty much everyone in the country is going to want to see who needs a quarterback is going to want to see what happens there. At the end of the day, when it's all said and done, it still seems like the most likely outcome, or at least the outcome that we've heard the most about potentially um, would be Casey Thompson from Texas. And then perhaps Chubba Purdy as well, both ending up in Lincoln Uh, Thompson as a veteran guy who's played a lot. Purdy as a guy who's got four years and would jump into the competition with Smothers and Harburg and, and Richard Torres. So, you know, there, there's a there's some string left to play out here, um, but I think over the last week or ten days, the name that you've heard the most about, um, the names you've heard the most about are Purdy and Thompson. And I don't know, I don't know if it's like, hey, it's they're taking those two guys, and there's no other possibilities involved. Um, but the, those names have been out there for a while, and, and they've been out there for a while for a reason. Parker Gabriel joins us from the Lincoln Journal Star. Parker, I, I am, I, okay. Let's just ask the question: Couldn't Scott Frost wait until May to bring a quarterback in? There's got to be another round after spring ball. Couldn't you? Couldn't you feasibly wait if you don't feel like you have the right guy this round? Uh, I mean, you could. Yeah, I, I think the thing about that, Seth, is just the amount of time that you lose, not just, um, you know, on the calendar, but, but with spring ball and and winter conditioning too, you know, that's just a lot of, that's a lot of development time. It's a lot of playbook time. It's a lot of time around your teammates. Uh, the difference between going through all or most of winter conditioning, which starts next week. So if, if you're talking about, you know, Chubba Purdy, for example, visiting the week of the weekend of the 14th and then, let's say he commits and enrolls like, yeah, he'll have missed a week or two of winter conditioning, but that's a different story than 
missing all seven weeks of winter conditioning and right. a month of spring ball where you're in the meeting room every day learning this new offense that everyone's learning. I mean, mm-hmm. one of the beauty, one of the beauties, if you're a quarterback coming to Nebraska right now, whether you're a young guy or an old guy or, or frankly, whether you're Heinrich Harburg or Smothers or whoever is everybody's on a even, even playing field right now because Mark Whipple's just getting here. They're changing some of the terminology. They're sort of building uh, their own system. And, and it, there's going to be some differences, at least, from the past. So um, if you come in in May, not only have you lost out on four months of, of the development uh, arc, half of the offseason um, before August, but also you, you put yourself behind the rest of the quarterbacks in the room where – you know, starting uh, next week, essentially, uh, everybody's on pretty much an even playing field. True. I mean, I get it. I get all that. All that is very, I mean, that's well said. But like like an Adrian Martinez going to Manhattan, he's not going to have spring ball. But I bet if he's ready to roll, if he's ready to compete in June, then he'll, he'll be in that hunt. You can do it. It can happen. You, you'd have sure. to be a veteran quarterback probably, and you'd have to come into Lincoln in May ready to roll. But I think it yeah, could he, happen. He's going to know his wide receivers' names by June, right? And he's going to know the playbook by June because he's there. He's just hurt. That's true. So, that's a little different. You know, the, that's a little different. It's, it, yeah. So I think the to me, like, and it's not to say it's impossible. Look, I mean, like, yeah, if it was uh, if it was Caleb Williams, and that that's you know that's not going to happen. He's right. going to take a new school probably in the next couple of days. But if it was somebody like that, um, like a a bona fide dude right. um, who was coming in in May. Sure. I mean, it's a different story. You know, I think, um, you know, you've seen that over the course of time um, where a transfer gets somewhere late and makes a huge impact. Yeah, that's possible. But I think in an ideal scenario, mm-hmm. um, you'd have somebody or somebody's in, in the next couple of weeks. Parker, what is Nebraska getting in new offensive lineman Hunter Anthony from Oklahoma State? Yeah, a uh, big kid, versatile kid, experienced kid, uh, can play tackle or guard. Um, has played quite a bit of football in his career. Obviously, was on a really good team this past year. Um, was a was a role player this year. Was a backup, um, but you know he played in the Fiesta Bowl and all that. Um, so he's a guy who can kind of s- slot in pretty much anywhere. Maybe not center, but either tackle, either guard, uh, and compete for a job. So I think he, I think he and Kevin Williams are kind of similar from Northern Colorado in that regard, where. Um, I don't know that they step in and day one you look at him and say, yep, this guy's a starter. Uh, we just got to build the rest of it around him. But there are two experienced guys who have played a lot of college football um, who could play a couple different spots for you. So, you know, if you end up, it's going to depend a little bit on does Turner Corcoran bump inside? Does he play guard or center? Does uh, Nori Nuelli play guard or center? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you figure out, you know, is Teddy Brahaska fully healthy? Uh, is Henry Latovsky ready to play? Um, you know, does Bryce Benhart take a jump under Dom Rayola? Like all of these things, mm-hmm. um, you know, are part of the equation too. And then you've got these sort of two veteran guys in Hunter Anthony and, and Kevin Williams who you can say, okay, you're, you know, maybe you're a six guy, the swing guard, <clears throat> excuse me, swing guard, swing tackle. Maybe you're the starting right tackle. So, um, experience and, and versatility, um, and now he'll have uh, seven months to try to go win a job. Life, <clears throat> excuse me, life of a Nebraska football beat writer. What's on your mind today? What's what are you working on? 
<laughs> well, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, we've we talked about the quarterback thing. I yeah. mean, you know, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know if that's going to happen today, obviously, but uh, but you know, working on that. Uh, we'll see if they hire a special teams coach or a oh, running back yeah, coach. That's, this yeah, week. yeah. They could definitely announce um, that today. Special teams. Yeah. Coach. So the, there's a. Uh, it's uh, whatever January. There's still quite a bit going on. It's it's settled down a little bit over the past few weeks, but um, the offseason pretty much uh, doesn't end here in in Lincoln in football. Uh -uh. Parker, always good stuff. Thanks for the time. We will chat with you again next week. Oh, boy. Here we go. Oh, oh, what? What? <laughs> go ahead. Shut up. Simple. All right. Yeah, go ahead. Get it, Thank in. You. Get it in. Parker Gabriel, Lincoln Journal star. Always good stuff there. Yeah, a lot. I mean, I think, oh, as far as those staff positions go, you could get an announcement today on a special teams coach and what they're going to do with the defensive line, which we know. Uh, I mean, it's basically – done in that they're heading toward Mike Dawson coaching the defensive front and Bill Bush coaching the special teams and also you know probably a part of the secondary we don't know that for sure um, now would they announce those things without announcing a running backs coach they could they could wait to do it all in one shot I don't think they're they're not ready to announce or a running backs coach because I don't I think they've still got work to do. They'll have an answer. Yet. Yeah, they got they got work to do there. <clears throat> All right, running we'll, backs we'll... coach. Though I would say for sure by January fourteenth when the dead recruiting dead period ends. Nine days from today. Nine days. Nine days away. Yeah. Let's play the game. She'll give us a call right now. Four six four five six eight five. Your chance to win a business box of bagels to Bagels and Joe. It is a wild card Wednesday. We have not done this topic for quite some time. So get your geography cap on in the city of Lincoln. Lincoln intersections, businesses, because Fat Jack's barbecue moved from West O yesterday to 84th and Holdridge. Yeah. They'll be open tomorrow, I believe, they're, they're opening, reopening. All right, great barbecue. So on that note, we're going to do Lincoln intersections, because it be bars, restaurants, businesses, whatever. I'm going to give you the corner or the intersection, tell me what... Is What's that. on there? That's right. Okay. I'll, give you, I'll give you the side of the street. Okay. Too. Is it northwest? Is it northeast? I'll give you all that stuff. Okay. Four right. six four five six eight five. Shut up, simple. Starts right now. We've all been there. You're listening to the radio, and then that rage starts to grow inside of you. It starts to consume you. It gets to a point where you just want to yell, "Shut up, simple!" <clears throat> no, sorry. I'm sorry. Well, here's your chance. It's time to shut up, Sipple. Call now to play. 464-5685. Shut up, Sipple. Brought to you by Bagels and Joe. All right, 464-5685. Call the Nick down, Sip in trivia. How do you feel about Lincoln intersections today? I think I've done pretty well on this. I, you have done all right. Yeah, strangely enough. Yeah. Justin, how do you feel about Lincoln intersections in, in businesses there? Uh, I got a few of them, I know. All right, let's okay, get to it, Justin. Justin. First question goes to you. Here we go. What restaurant is at the northwest corner of 14th and P? Uh, on a That is not at the northwest corner. Sip, do you want that one or not? <laughs> doing a map in his head. Northwest. Northwest. Wait a second. North. 
north, north, west. Harrison's cracking up. Raising Cane. Raising Cane. Look at that. I love how you. If you're watching on the stream, the way you were putting that in your head was yeah. really fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> was it fascinating? Is correct. Raising Cane. All right. This is for a 2-0 lead. Sip your first actual question. What bar? Is at the southeast corner of 14th and O. What bar is on the southeast east corner of 14th and O? Got it. Ooh. Ooh. 14th and O. <laughs> really oh, I got it, brothers. Oh, it's the other. Yeah. Don't say it. Don't say it. It's not brothers. Dang. Justin, you know what that bar is or not? Um, Sandy. Yeah, it's Sandy. Sandy. You went. You went to yeah. the. You went to the uh, southwest side. Yeah. Sandy. Yeah. I, All right. Two steals here. One to one tie. This is for the lead. Justin, your last question. What bank is on the southwest corner of Fifty Sixth and South? Ooh. Don't get down that way. Um, Five seconds. Union Bank. Say it again. Union Bank. Not a bad guess in Lincoln, but it is not Union Bank or UBT. So Pass. That would be Cornhusker Bank. Ooh, is wouldn't have got South. This is for the win, but this is not over. If you miss this, Justin can steal and take the win himself. Last question, Sip. What hotel is on the northeast corner of 8th and R. Courtyard by Marriott. Look at him. Look at him go. Look at this Lincoln man over here. <laughs> Geography man. How about that? How about Justin, that? thanks for calling. We'll get your bag with a coffee, but call in down the road. You're welcome, Justin. Yeah, that's three and zero this week. By the way, three and zero. Are you three? Wow! Reverse bagel boy. Start of the year. Yeah, reverse bagel boy. Three. You've already clinched a winning week, and it's not even Thursday. Yeah, yet. how about that? That's scary. Yeah, it is scary. Watch out, Lincoln listeners. Yeah, yeah watch out. The man is rejuvenated. This is a freight train coming down the track. Okay, tiebreaker. Before we get out of here, the DP and J. Um, for how many years has Sandy's been at its current? 14th and O location. Okay, that's a good question now. This is one that's up my alley. Sandy's at the current location. I mean, it was at another location when I was in college. Yeah, but how about right now? Right. So at this location, I could give a pretty good guess here. Um, it's been a while. It has been at least 10 years, probably 15, probably 17 years. 24 years. Oh. 24 years. But well, you won today. You already won today. Yeah. So congrats. We'll get the bagel and coffee to Justin via Eagle Delivery, our official courier of 93.7 The Ticket. When we come back, though, we will have DP and Jay Foreman for the spillover on Early Break in the Ticket.